The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Hello, everyone. How you doing? This is Galen McDowell. And this is Truth Transforms. I would like to make sure that before we start with this show that I give you an opportunity to make sure that you go to Christ Universal Temple's website, www.cutemple.org, and see what Christ Universal is doing. This program is has been created to work with unity to present this new thought message to the world. We want to make sure that people know what we're doing at Christ Universal Temple because it complements truth transforming the world. You have the opportunity when you go to our site, take a look at some of the uh, on-demand videos, or if you have an opportunity, make sure that you check out the live stream on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time. Check out our senior minister, the Reverend Derek B. Wells, as he presents messages to help transform people's lives. Today, we're continuing the show, It Works If You Work It, or the theme, It Works If You Work It. This is part two, and I'm taking all of the material from a book called It Works If You Work It, the Jubilee Edition, by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, who is the founder of Christ Universal Temple and the founder of the Universal Foundation for Better Living. She wrote five separate books that were put together in one Jubilee edition by the Universal Foundation for Better Living. All of the books were called It Works If You Work It, parts one through five. I'll be teaching part two today, and in the Jubilee edition, it is found on page 40. So if you do have the book, make sure that you go grab yours right now, whether you're listening to it live or listening to this later on the download. And if you don't have the book, um, Christ Universal Temple has ordered some more books from the Universal Foundation for Better Living, so hopefully we'll have some soon. And you can uh, get the book and make sure that you go back in, highlight the different points, and hopefully work with it because I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that this book is packed with meat, packed with substance. And because she personally trained me uh, and many other ministers, we can attest to the fact that she knew and she knows that it works if you work it. So let's get started. In part two, she starts by talking about desire, desire as the motivator. And she says on page 40, desire motivates you. Desire moves you. It causes that fire. It causes you to get turned on. Desire links you with such power that nothing is impossible to you. Desire is that power that impels us to reach out and claim our good. Desire is the quality that makes you a winner. So let me stop here for a moment. She says, desire is the power that impels us to reach out and claim our good. See, anytime you're working with a dream, anytime you're working with a goal, anytime you're working with something you really, really want, you have to have a desire. You have to have that strong impulse of the soul that says, this is what I want. And it's so strong that it moves and motivates you. See, when you have a very strong desire, you can't sit on it. When you have a very strong desire, you have to take action. When you have a very strong desire, it pushes you toward the very thing that you desire. 
So when she says desire is the power that impels us to reach and claim our good, desire is not wishing. Desire is not, uh, you know, fanciful thoughts of when I win the lottery, I'll, you know, go to Egypt or whatever. A desire is the divine impulse in the soul given to us by God, telling us this is what's available to us when we accept it and move on it. She goes on to say, whatever you are all about or whatever you expect to be about, if you're not motivated, you're dead. Now, she's speaking metaphorically, of course. You can be dead without being in the grave. And many of you reading this book are just as dead as doorknobs because you are not motivated by anything. You will not allow anything to move in you or move or to move you. You have got to be moved you have got to be moved now that's her way of saying it now listen to this when we become stoic about everything and nothing fires us up and we're not passionate about everything life can become very dull because passion is the energy that desire uses to propel you to go forward we have to be enthusiastic about what we desire we can't come up to it like, oh, if I get it, great. If I don't, no. It's it's no compromise. This is my good. I claim it. I know that it's mine. I'm one with it. And I'm not going to stop working until I know it's in my possession. Whatever it is, whatever the goal is, the dream. It could be, you know, graduation. It could be your kids going to college. It could be paying off the home. It could be starting a new business. It could be having a certain amount of, of retirement uh, money. It could be many things. Regardless of what it is, the point of it is, is you have to get motivated and move to take action. Action does it because until action is taken, it's just a wish. She goes on to say desire is the inspiration that keeps the fire within you burning. Desire gives you the courage you need so you can stand up when you're supposed to stand and not be sitting down down when you should be standing. So what is she saying? When. The rubber hits the road many times in life. It's easy to give up. Desire is that impulse that pushes you through when the facts show up, which we'll talk about shortly. When people don't always support your dream, don't always support your goal, don't always support what you're about. You need something within you, some type of fire burning within you that keeps you going forward. It reminds me of the three Hebrew young men when Nebuchadnezzar, the king of uh, Babylon, told them either you bow or we'll throw you in a fiery furnace. And I love what they told him. He said, we know our God will deliver us. And even if he doesn't, we still won't bow. They are willing to stand for what they believed in. And we have to be willing to stand when it's time to stand and have the courage of our convictions to make sure that we are standing up for our own dreams, standing up for our own goals, standing up for our own passions. Because if we don't, how can we expect somebody else to support what we're unwilling to support? How can we expect somebody else to make a stand for something we're unwilling to stand for? It makes no sense. So what's important for us to realize is we have to make sure that we are standing. She goes on to say that when you feel the desire inside of you, that is God's absolute good wanting to be expressed in you. Now just take a step back and just think about that. The desire I have in my heart. The good I seek to express, the difference I want to make in life for myself and others is God's absolute good seeking expression through me. Mm. You are the difference in the world when you let God be God in you. She goes on to say. I like the statement, 
desire is God tapping at the door of your soul. He is saying, my child, let me express more and more of my nature through you. The nature of God is absolute good. Desire is God tapping at the door of your soul saying, let me express more absolute good in you and through you. So again, this is the expression or the self-expression of God. Expressing or seeking to express through you to bless the universe. Hopefully you understand what I'm saying. She goes on to say on page 41, and this is very powerful, and I want to make sure that you get this. And don't skip over this point because this is key to teaching desire. She says, if your desire was not rightfully yours, you couldn't desire it. That has helped me so much. Desire is that inner perception of some good that is rightfully yours. If it was not time for you to attain it, you would not have the desire. And if you could not have and if you could not have it, you would not desire it. Now, what is she saying? When the desire comes up for the dream, for the goal to make a difference in the world, the reason why you desire it, because it's rightfully yours. And it's time to take care of it and do it now. If not, you wouldn't be desiring it now. Now, we're not talking about, unless you want to be clear, stalking anybody or, or, or you know, somebody saying, you know, Denzel Washington is going to be their husband or something silly like that. We're not talking about that type of dynamic because that's a free will being making choices and you're a free will being making choices. But you can desire to have the expression of, of a complete and holistic relationship. You can have you, you don't necessarily have to have uh, Bill Gates money because Bill Gates earned his money by right of consciousness. You don't have a right to that. That's not a desire. Your desire is to live a healthy, happy and prosperous life and for you to see, express the prosperity of God in your expression. So when you see people expressing things that are consistent with the attributes that you desire, don't confuse the expression with the actual desire. Please make sure you get that. Don't confuse the expression. Expression is how it shows up in form with the desire, the divine impulse from spirit. Uh, What I'm saying is, you can't have somebody else's demonstration. I want to be clear on that because sometimes when people teach desire, people automatically start claiming people. You can't have somebody else's demonstration. You can't have what somebody else's work by right of consciousness and effort to attain. You can't have that, but you can have your expression of whatever that good is representing. So you might desire the qualities that another person shows, but that other person is giving those qualities to somebody else. All right. So make sure that as you wrap your brain around that, that you understand that it's the desire and the qualities that you seek. The desire and the qualities, not necessarily saying Beyonce is going to be um, your next wife or, you know, you're going to be the next queen of England. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. All right. Now, back to the book. I just want to make sure I covered that. She goes on to say, "Your desire is God trying to let you know that you have your desire already. It is already yours. All you need to do is to know how to bring it to the outer, where you can use it." I think I like to think about desire as being God's promise sent beforehand to indicate that it is mine. So what she's saying is the reason why you have the desire is because in the the invisible realm of spirit, it already is yours. But through the process of consciousness, you have to accept it and then work the spiritual principle to bring it into manifestation. I like to use uh, a formula to explain it, explain this concept. I call it revelation plus realization equals manifestation. Revelation plus realization 
equals manifestation. Some people have the revelation from God, the desire, the divine impulse, anything because they have the desire that the manifestation is supposed to show up immediately. No, you have to have a realization of what has been revealed until the consciousness has come together firmly in thinking and feeling where you really know that you know that you know, then it demonstrates. But to say, okay, this was revealed to me by spirit. Okay, God, where is it? No, you have to have a realization because there are going to be things in your life that God is going to reveal to you that you have to process and then get the realization of before it shows up in your life, world and affairs. I hope you understand what I'm saying. In other words, you don't go from revelation to manifestation. You always go from realization to manifestation. Now, if you can accept completely the revelation that's coming through, that's a complete realization, then it will manifest as your consciousness can handle it. But most of the time, we receive a revelation, we ponder it, we work with it, and as much as we can accept of it, we manifest. Hopefully that makes sense to you. Now, she goes on to say, this is the principle that I want you to get. The reason you need to desire a thing is because the desire has to be impressed or has to impress the subconscious mind. So as we work with this concept of the subconscious mind, which we're going to do on uh, after the break in, in great detail, is the desire is the revelation. But again, until the realization happens where it's deeply impressed upon the subconscious mind and accepted as real by the conscious mind. In other words, the conscious mind has, has done this process, this, this analytical process, and it is now accepted and it is impressing it upon the subconscious mind. Once it has been impressed upon the subconscious mind, the marriage in the mind has happened. And that's the thinking and the feeling coming together, conscious and subconscious, male and female. And that begets experiences. So we have to make sure that we are aware of that. So let's make sure that we that you get that you have to always impress your subconscious mind. Now, I would like to hear from you. Um, the calling number is 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. Uh, give me a call if you have any questions or you'd like to make some comments. I'd like to hear from you. I know some people say, well, we don't like to disturb you, Reverend, because we don't want you to stop teaching. But when you ask questions, it allows me to drill down and somebody else might have the very same question you have and they won't call and no one gets an answer. So I would like for you to call or make comments, please. Also, don't forget, you can go to my uh, Facebook page, look for Truth Transforms or Reverend Galen McDowell on Facebook. Please go on it, like it. I would appreciate it. And make sure that as you're listening to the this program, Realize that it's supported by your giving. So please make sure as you have received, please freely give this show and all of the shows on this station and all the people who work for Unity Online Radio are supported by your giving. So please make sure that you do that. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Truth Transforms. You are listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world. When you pray, do you wonder if anyone is listening What should and can you ask of God? Why aren't your prayers being answered? Prayer is a challenge for many of us. Now there's a new book that can help deepen your understanding. Based on his 35 years in ministry, author Jim Rosemurgy has developed a prayer and meditation practice called The Gathering. In just 40 days, The Gathering will become your foundation for a genuine, ever-deepening experience of God's imminent presence and unlimited power. You'll understand that God can't fulfill your needs. 
but your needs can be met. You'll see that prayer isn't something you do. It's something you experience. Explore Jim Rosemurgy's new book, The Gathering, a 40-day guide to the power of group and personal prayer. Available now at www.unitybooks.org. From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand, a little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. Again, I would like to hear from you. Please give me a call at 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. I'm teaching It Works If You Work It, the Jubilee Edition by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, the founder of Christ Universal Temple and the Universal Foundation for Better Living. And I also should add the Johnny Coleman Institute uh, because I'm a facilitator of the Johnny Coleman Institute. All the uh, Christ Universal Temple and, and the Johnny Coleman Institute are found on the campus in Chicago. Um, you can go to the website, www.cutemple.org to check that out. Also, just uh, the Johnny Coleman Institute is actually starting classes on September 24th. So if you're in the Chicago area, uh, check us out. Give us a call, 773-568-2282. Call the church, ask to speak to the Johnny Coleman Institute so you can find out about some classes that can help transform your experience. I'm a graduate of the program. I can attest to its effectiveness. Now, I'm going back to teaching part two of the book, It Works If You Work It, and I want to start with talking about this subconscious mind and impressing it. And how Reverend Coleman teaches it is simple. She says on page 42, you've got to talk about it and sing about it. It has to come out of your ears, nose, and mouth everywhere. You've got to think of your dream from this moment on. She goes on to say, Universal supply is adequate for the needs of everyone, and they will respond to your demand and earnest desire. I'm going to read that again. Universal supply is adequate for the needs of everyone, and it will respond to your demand and earnest desire. So she's saying, are you actually making a demand on universal supply now? Now, let me be clear on what she means when she says the demand. She doesn't mean, oh, you know, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. I'm praying to God for that. She's saying, are you being definite in your thinking, definite in your feeling, definite with your prayer as far as affirming the truth, using spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer, some people like to call it. Are you meditating and contemplating on your on your good, on your dream, on your prosperity, on your healing, or whatever it is that you're trying to demonstrate in your life. Because that's actually making a demand and then taking action and acting as if. So when she says respond to your demand, she's saying that your intention is your demand. Your earnest desire is your demand. That's the Jesus 
It's from Matthew 7, 7 in the Sermon on the Mount saying, ask and it shall be given, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be opened unto you. Because in all of those dynamics, activity is happening in the mind. Where are you really asking from? You're asking from your mind. Where are you really seeking from? From your mind. Even when you do the outer action of knock, what are you really knocking from? From your mind. She goes on to say, on page 42, there has to be a singleness of purpose because the desire must be impressed upon the subconscious before it can be accomplished. This is a science I'm sharing with you. We're not working with something that we guess is going to happen. We're working with a law that nobody can keep from working but you. So don't worry about the means for accomplishing your desires. That is not your business. You can safely leave it to the subconscious mind. Your higher self will find a way to bring your desire into manifestation. Mm. Now, so she's saying you do the inner work and then you let the presence and power of God within you, your higher self or whatever term you like to use. Your spiritual nature, your spiritual activity, your spiritual identity will find a way to bring your desire into manifestation. Again, God in you is not limited to the avenues you think are available to you. But your expression can be limited if you limit how God can bring it to you. In other words, it has to come through this job or it has to come through this person or it has to come through this business or it has to come through whatever it is. No. Be open and receptive to pray for your good, affirm your good, claim your good, demand your good on universal supply, universal law. And you let the divine law of God deal with how it gets to you. But you have to be open to receptive because it, then you can be praying and all of a sudden an idea comes. And the idea is the very thing that you need to bring forth the manifestation. So you have to be very clear about what you're doing and why you're doing it. She goes on to say, release it to God. God knows how to bring that dream into manifestation. If you need people, will he bring people? Yes. If you need money, will he bring money? Whatever it is that you need, it will be there. If you love your dream, that love will attract to that dream, whatever it needs, because love is the divine idea of attraction. So she's saying that God takes care of the need. Our job is to take care of our minds and make sure that we're thinking, feeling, and believing rightly, speaking the right words, and acting in alignment with what we're thinking, feeling, believing, and saying. That's key. So when we love our goals, love our dreams, and our mind, minds are stayed on the good that we desire through the divine activity of love, our good is attracted to us. Now, she goes on to say, on page 43, I believe it is God's will for me to have my dream. That's an affirmation in and of itself. She didn't write this as an affirmation, but that is a powerful statement. I believe it is God's will for me to have my dream. I believe it is God's will for me to have my dream. Think about that. God's will. God's intention. For me, wherever you are at right now, for you to have your dream. God wants you to have it. Can you just accept the concept that 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 the God of all possibility, because we say, as Jesus says, with God, all things are possible, that all possibilities are at your feet. All possibilities. But it only works if you work it. Again, what is the it? The it is the principle. It works if you work it. Again, I would like to hear from you. Please give me a call. 888-558-6489.
She goes on to say that on page 43 at the bottom, be sure that the decisions you make agree with the desire and the dream that you have in your soul. Now, she used a very strong language. She says, stop pussyfooting and stand firm. Reverend Coleman loved the word pussyfooting. She, that was her all-inclusive word for people who procrastinate and don't take direct action. So she says again, be determined about your desire. Understand that your dreams can only come true when you make a definite decision. No one can do your thinking for you. So you have to decide whether you're going to have your dream or not going to have it. You have to make the decision because you are the only thinker in your experience. Your definite decision gives direction to your subconscious mind. Stop right there. So she said you have to make a decision. You have to make a choice. You have to choose, as it says in Joshua, this day whom you will serve. Are you going to choose your dream? Are you going to choose what the world is telling you you can have and not have? Are you going to choose the life that you know you deserve? Or are you going to allow your past to dictate what's possible for you now? Your definite decision gives direction to your subconscious mind. So when you make a decision, you're telling the universal law, I have a realization of this. I've decided consciously. I've impressed it on the subconscious. I believe it. I accept it. I feel it. I know it. Now make it happen. She goes on to say, bottom of page 44, be firm. Be bold. Be determined. It's up to you to give the order to your subconscious mind and it's up to you to stand firm in a decisive way you make the decision right now Mm. so are you willing today to be firm about your good about your goals about your desire as It says in the scripture, having done all to stand. Or as the song says, after you've done all you can, you just stand. So we have to be firm. Be firm where? Mentally. Firmness is a mental position. Be bold. In other words, don't play small. Don't play small. Be bold. Because go-getters are bold. Go-getters make people change rules around them. Go-getters don't accept the precedence of the past. Be determined. In other words, as Jacob told, as he was wrestling with the man and revealed to be God in the story, quote-unquote, he said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Don't let the idea of your dream, of your goal, of your healing, of your peace, of your relationship and your family, harmony or whatever it is you're seeking, your new business or the saving of your business. Don't let it go until it blesses you. Be firm. Be determined. Be bold. Why? Because God wants you to have it. Because all possibilities are laid at your feet. She goes on to say, I don't care how good it looks and how big it is until you decide that you want it, you won't have it. Think about that. Until you decide. She says, but until you decide it's mine I don't care what they say, nor how they feel about it. I have decided you'll be pussyfooting the rest of your life. (laughs) That's Johnny's powerful way of saying you have to make up your mind regardless of what anybody else is saying. That your good is for you. That your good is for you. 
She says, decide now. This is on page 45. If you need a little help, it's stated in the Bible in James 1.8, and you know it very well. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Unstable in all his ways. Think about that. Now, let's keep moving. It goes on to say, A double-minded man is, is unsettled as a wave that is driven by and tossed by the wind. Now, it is important for us to realize, oh, we have a call. Let me take this call. Uh, Yawanda from New Jersey is on the line. Hello? Yes. Hello, Reverend Galen. Hi, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing great. Oh. You have a- I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got feedback. Uh your topic about being double-minded. Mhm. I feel like I'm that person many times in my life. Uh I have desire Desires that I've accomplished, and I have desires that I started and dropped, and part of it is just that being double-minded, and part of it is um, the passion and the desire not staying with me on certain goals. So I guess I... I Hello? guess some of what you've been saying is the answer to what I'm looking for, but if you have any any can you hear me? Yes, yes. Any no, I... suggestions I would listen. Okay, mm-hmm. well you know, I think that you know, you've analyzed your own dynamic. See sometimes we end up having things that are um temporary wants. Down momentarily because I can hear the feedback. Um, what's important to realize is the desire that comes from the impulse of spirit is something that doesn't leave you. You can try to suppress it, but it always comes back. You can try, you know, you can you you, you can change many things in your life experience. Change clothes, change jobs, change cities, change relationships, whatever. But that same desire to seek that's seeking to express through you, that business, that dream, that goal, it stays there. So the question comes into play is sooner or later, you have to make a decision that you're going to be in peace with the impulses of your of your of your soul, or you're going to have divine discontent. And divine discontent is simply when you know you're supposed to be doing something, when you know something is well enough in your soul to do and you don't do it, is a discontent that goes along with life that no matter what you do, it doesn't seem to have the flavor. It doesn't seem to satisfy. It doesn't seem to fulfill. So it's really important that we live our desires because when we don't, that which we are not living disturbs our souls. So what I would suggest to you is be in the space of knowing that that divine discontent is there and then move and start taking action make some things that you're going to literally put down on your calendar because it doesn't it doesn't exist until you put it on your calendar actually start writing down some goals and and what you want to do and what you can do from what, what can you do now you might not be able to do everything. It, something now might be simple, simple as whatever I'm desiring, I'm going to do research on. I'm going to read two books this month or I'm going to get some CDs or I'm going to do some online research or different things. I don't know what that is, but start making definite action. Who can you call? Who, who can you get advice from? Who can you take to lunch and ask questions about? Say, hey, I just want to take you to lunch and ask you some questions to try to because you'd be surprised how people are willing to help and share information when you ask. But the main thing is taking action. So if you're willing, start putting some things down on your calendar. Start write down a list of the things that you want to get done that has to do with your big goal or dreams or desires, and then start to take action on those things. 
make them action items and move on. Does that make sense? Hello, is she still there? She, okay. Okay. So right now we're going to take a break quickly. So, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Hi, my name is Lynn Twist. I'm the author of The Soul of Money. If you're struggling right now with a financial crisis, I recommend going to www.unityfm and listening to our course about the soul of money and how to handle this in a way that brings out the deep spirituality that's available at this time. You know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Join author Lynn Twist for the blessing of the financial crisis. You'll learn new techniques to use the current economic situation to redefine your relationship with money. It's available now for immediate download at unity.fm in the video download section. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Back to Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. We're talking about It Works If You Work It uh, by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. This is the Jubilee edition of the book, and I'm teaching this book until the end of September, because I wanted to expose people to the marvelous works of Reverend Coleman and make sure that you have an opportunity to benefit from them. Now, back to page 45, she states that everything, and I do mean everything, has already been created by Elohim God. Now, when the term Elohim God is used many times in metaphysics, the term to mean God as father or God as principle. Or divine mind. So when she says everything has been created, she's not talking about form. She's talking about the idea of a thing. All right. I want to be clear about that. She's not saying every chair that's ever been made has already been created. But the idea of chair has been made. And you can make many different type of chairs from the idea called chair. Anyway, but she goes on to say, but there's still a creative process going on. That creative process awaits your decision. After you make your decision, idea follows idea, one right after the other, because your decision has set them in motion. Everything creative responds within your mind when you give it direction by making a definite decision. Now, this is key. This is really key. Because what it's saying is simply this. When you make a decision, you open up the flow. That's why idea after idea comes and sets everything in motion. And that's why everything in you creative responds, because once you set the process in motion through making a firm decision, making a choice of saying this is the way I'm going and this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm creating. And I don't care about precedent. I don't care about facts. I don't care about any of that. This is where I'm going. When you do that, you open up everything creative in your space. 
Now, she goes on to say on page 46, and this is about facts. She says, facts will make you think that your dream is impossible. She says, and I'm going to go down a couple of lines. As long as you can change something, it's a fact. Reality cannot change. Now, what she mean by that? Reality is the spirit. So because the spiritual you is unchangeable, it's always been perfect, whole, and complete, regardless of what you humanly experience, that that reality can express in your experience. So your reality can become relative. Your your wholeness can express through your relativity, which is your humanness. She goes on to say, don't let facts stop you. Don't let facts cut your good off. Facts come in every form and manner you can think of in the form of people, bodies, in the form of trying to make you late, in the form of trying to make you feel bad when you're supposed to be wherever you're supposed to be. And she just goes on and on about her own demonstration about building Christ Universal Temple the current building that we're in. And I'm not going to read all of that, but it's very important. But she's basically saying she was determined to build the building that we're currently in. When she wrote this, this building wasn't finished yet. And as I sit in this building today in on 32 acres of land with a, with a more than 3000 seat auditorium and a gigantic bookstore and uh, uh, and and uh, our own grammar school and our own banquet facility, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that her dream manifested because she was firm and decided no matter what, she wasn't going to let it go until it blessed her. And because her decision, her choice, tens of thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands have been affected by the tens of thousands that she directly affected. Now, back to the book. She goes on to say, believe that nobody, no condition, no circumstance, no fact can stand in your way because you have invited the one that flung the stars and the moon and the sun and the sky. And if he can do that, he can do your thing for you, too. So what she's saying is the creative power that creates universes flows through you. And that's important to realize because when we're dealing with our own, what we consider small human experience, sometimes we don't realize what we're connected to. We're we're not just who we see in the mirror. We're not just our biological DNA. We're not just the our nationality. We're not just our, our ethnic background. We are the image and likeness of God. We are spirit first. First. Therefore. Since God is spirit and we are spirit, that means we are the self-expression of God's spirit. And because of that, when God is seeking to express good through us, it is God seeking to express good through its own self-expression. So God wants me to have it because (laughs) if you can accept this, it's just God blessing God. I'll let you pause on that. But that's the highest level of teaching. If you can accept that. That you are you are an expression of God. So this is God blessing God or God loving God or God being in harmony with God. Your oneness with God is sameness with God. But I'm going to back off of that. I'm going to get back to your dream. I don't want anybody to let me hang up now because this guy's talking to blasphemy. (laughs) Anyway, she goes on to say, dream an impossible dream and then come into the awareness that nothing is impossible. All things are possible. So in other words, Dream something that you know it would take God to do. If you could do it on your own with with minimal effort, it's not the dream. It's not the big dream that God has placed on your heart. Think about that. If you can go to the store and buy it now, why do you need God for that? 
But when you have something that you know that unless what we call miracle after miracle just continues to take place, and I don't mean miracle as some fanciful whim of God. I mean the application of divine law over and over again, over and over again, over and over again. So people without a shadow of a doubt would know that this type of stuff doesn't normally line up like this. What is it about him? What is it about her that when they're involved in something, the blessings just flow? Dream something that only God can bring about. Now you're playing the big game. Now you're playing the big game. Now you're going all out. Now you're playing for the championship every time you get on the court. But you got to dream the impossible dream. Dream the dream that people say is impossible. You know, with I can remember being being an African American male growing up hearing adults saying say there will never be an African American president. But somebody had to believe that that was a lie, and now we have the proof that obviously it was. But somebody had to break that barrier. Now, that won't be an issue of somebody saying, is that possible anymore? Somebody one day is going to say there'll be a Latino president or there'll be a female president or there'll be a Asian president. Because it's not about the skin. It's about the character. It's about the integrity of the person, not about the gender. See, We have to dream the impossible dream because if not, precedent sets in and we start to believe what everybody tells us is possible. That's why you have to dream the impossible dream because it pushes the envelope and it pushes humanity forward. And it can be just the humanity of your own family and friend environment, but it pushes it forward to be able to say it's possible. My brother and friend, and I mean brother in spirit, uh, the motivator, Les Brown, used to always teach in the early 90s. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. He's, he didn't say you can always say I can do it. But you can always say it's possible. And it's possible is all you need to go forward. Last point of Reverend Coleman. She says. On page 48, what is a dream? Our dreams are guides to the kind of person that God wants us to become. The kind of work he wants us to do. The kind of life he envisions for us. Our dreams represent the very best in us. They are given to us by God. So like. Dr. Martin Luther King, you can say with conviction, you have a dream. You have a dream. And then go about making the dream happen. He said the day before he made his transition. I've been to the mountaintop. And I've seen the promised land. So. He knew about the manifestation of his dream. God showed it to him. God has you standing on your mountain right now. You're willing to claim your promised land. Your promised land is your dream. Are you willing to say with conviction, it's mine. God wants me to have it. Are you willing to decide and choose it? Over all of your fears, over all of your doubts. I'm not saying that the fears and the doubts go away. What I am saying is, as one author wrote, feel the fear and do it anyway. Choose what's possible and release your past. Stop projecting negativity into your future. And realize right here, right now, God is seeking to express the dream through you, in you, as you. That's what you can do. 
Now, next week, we're going to talk more about this and again for the rest of September about this marvelous book. It works if you work it. I hope that today you receive some meat that you can go out and live from. Again, remember that you can tune in to the live stream at Christ Universal Temple at www.cutemple.org and watch the Reverend Derek B. Wells present lessons very similar to what I'm teaching here today. Make sure that you give yourself an opportunity to be blessed. I'll be with you next week. God bless you and take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel, and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. this year and we're throwing the biggest bash of all a cruise to the caribbean november 10 through 17 2012 we'll celebrate in style aboard holland america lines eurodam with sunshine fine dining and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the eastern caribbean plus feed your spirit with music message and meditation Your favorite hosts will be there, and we hope you will join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, visit www.unity.fm forward slash cruise. to play heal transform celebrate express yourself add your voice come on out out in the open for an lgbt experience at unity village september 27th through 30th 2012 be free from judgment be filled with creativity music and laughter Be yourself, unafraid and living authentically. Be here for Out in the Open, an LGBT spiritual experience. With me, Reverend Robin Ryder and author Sal Sapienza. With music by Jack Fowler. September 27th through 30th, 2012 at Unity Village. Learn more at unityvillage.org slash LGBT. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, 
Lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.